Hello and welcome to BSN Extra. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. It is good to be back, taking a bit of a break from the podcast, but we're back in studio today and happy to have Bobby Williams joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about his trip recently to Nashville for the Conference USA meetings, some of the things that have come out of that that apply to Sam Houston. Then we're going to look at a few things going on around the department, specifically talking about the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, as well as some NIL things that have been going on with the department. All of that coming up here on BSN Extra. Individual game tickets are on sale now for the Bearcat baseball and softball seasons. Be part of the action and join us at the Don and the Bearcat Softball Complex as the Cats go for a title in their final season of the WAC. The baseball home slate will have 27 games on it, while softball will play 23 games at home. Don't miss out on supporting your Bearcats. Get your seats at GoBearcats.com or call us at 936-294-1729. Eat them up, Cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, and I'm joined by Bobby Williams. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. It's been a busy spring. You've been out on the road. You got a chance to watch a little softball this past weekend, though, as we're getting back into the mix. We got baseball, basketball, softball, all the spring sports happening, tennis going on, golf. We just, I mean, we've had the golf team in the studio this week, and it's been busy. It sure has. I, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she's going, well, your spring will be a little, a little slower because she, she's old football coaches' wives, of course, and she always thinks f- fall is really a lot busier. But I tell her mom that the spring is the, the busiest time of years. Of course, it's not like 2020 or 21 when it was when we had 17 sports going on at the same time. But it was fun the other day being out at softball, sitting in the dugout. Beautiful day on Thursday. Enjoy the game. What a great comeback win. Then went to basketball that night, and then – uh, Friday was in softball dugout again. You know, that's the best part about the job is being around the student athletes. Uh, you know, I always say and tell the student athletes, being an athletic director is not that fun, but being around y'all and, and having that, that uh, fun time and watching them compete and seeing how they interact is it's the best part about the job. Now, you were, um, you were at Conference USA meetings in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Um, just, you know, talk to me a little bit about that, kind of what's, what's going on with Conference USA and um, – you know, what's the latest? What do we need to know? Well, you know, it's funny because sometimes the longest, longer you're in the business, you go to conference meetings and you're not energized when you come back in this aspect. But every conference USA meeting I go to, I come back fired up. It's just I really enjoy uh, working with the, the athletic directors, the conference staff, the presidents. Uh, it's just really fun what we're talking about and, and building. And, and that's the exciting part about it is, you know, we were talking about where we're going to have the basketball tournament listening to the bid process, and it's a little different than what I'm used to in, in the previous conferences that I've had. Uh, baseball tournament, that type of thing. We're starting getting into the uh, other sports and how we're going to, you know, manage and, and administrate and have and create that great student-athlete experience for everybody in this conference. And, of course, the TV aspect, we're, we're still talking about those type of things. I know you and I have had dis- discussions about the production aspect of it and the requirements uh, moving forward. Uh, we're in great shape. You've done a great job of getting us that situation, and it's nice to sit in those meetings and 
and and and have that comfort as an athletic director with the job you've done uh, when we talk about those things and 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 setting those standards from that aspect. And it's it, it you know you just come back fired up and and just excited about where we're going and and excited you know to get there. We want to do a great job uh, finishing in the WAC uh, this year and and uh, being a good member there. And then but we're also looking forward to July first too as well. Uh, it's it's exciting going both both ways. You know, talking about the tournaments, I think that's one of the questions I get asked a lot when people start talking about, you know, what is Conference USA going to look like? Because obviously with basketball, you know, we were down in Katy for the longest time with Southland. We're going to Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. last year, getting ready to go again this year. And, uh, you know, baseball being out in Arizona, that's a nice trip to make. So that's, you know, that's one of the things I think I get asked a lot is what are, you know, what's going to be the plan for the tournaments, especially basketball and stuff like that. So, I know they're going to be making an announcement, but what sort of timetable do you think we're going to be looking at on something like that where we're going to know what maybe those postseason destinations are going to be next year? I think it'll be early early summer, if not late late spring, because we'll, we'll get to the um, – and there's still a lot of negotiation going on and evaluations and different things from the conference staff. So hopefully it'll be uh, within the next few months, uh, if not you know, when we have destined meetings uh, in May. Uh, with those conference, uh, uh, when we all get together, and that's usually when you hear a lot of that stuff that's announced and, and different things like that. You mentioned, uh, you know, the talk about TV packages and stuff like that. What, you know, is there any new information on the TV front to to talk about? You know, kind of what what are those discussions right now going on? Not really. You know, with the the schedule being released, and we're, we're almost in the implementation stage. You know that. I mean, we're 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 getting that, and and we've got the the format that we're looking at. Uh, what we're we're going to need to go to the the number of uh, broadcasts that we have and how football's being handled, how basketball is going to be handled, what's going to be taken. I think uh, we'll find out in you know late March, early April some of the football. You know what's going to be when it's going to be, some time frames and different things like that. Uh, and then basketball will be addressed from there. So, I, you know, I, that's what we're doing. It's a lot of the the hard work and the the, the heavy lifting's being done now. So to implement it. Yeah, just a reminder the you know the initial announcement was 18 football games are going to be part of the linear package mm-hmm. uh which I think a lot of people expected, but there's also going to be 18 basketball games part of linear. So that's a right. big change from from what we're used to where you were lucky to get one linear broadcast in basketball for the whole league. So I think 18 is going to be a nice change there. So just a lot more opportunity um, what about though the conversations from the other sports? Because that's the other thing that you know, kind of what what is it looking like the plan is going to be for for your baseball, for your 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 softball, soccer, volleyball? Well, when you separate football and basketball out, you've got fifty other opportunities that are basically required of the of the contract, and so we'll be working that. And I think a, a, one of the things that that we're going to start with is not trying to be all in everything, but doing quality. Uh, quality over quantity in that that aspect, and and how we move forward with those additional broadcasts that that are required, and then we'll see moving forward if we want to do additional ones from there. But we've got to make sure that it's quality first, and uh, that it rises to a certain level uh, for for ESPN, but all and CBS Sports, but also our our fan base. You know, another another kind of big topic, um, you know, with Conference USA changing, it's going to be a new look league next year. So obviously you're you're going to be looking at branding and and everything like that. So sort of what sort of changes do you think we may see from that standpoint? Well, the conference uh, staff uh, sent that out. We we had those discussions in in uh, Nashville. Uh, the the different requirements, the different look, 
you know, how it applies to each university, uh, the video part of it, some of the, the new things that will be out there on, on their website with our, our four, you know, the four new schools and, and kind of branding us and, and, and telling the story about us so that uh, our fans will get to know the, the new school, the schools we'll be playing with, and then uh, uh, they'll get to know us too as well. And I, I think that that plan has been in place, and I know the presidents were very engaged in that as well. Dr. White was with her background and, you know, in the media area and that type of thing in helping the conference and, and making sure that we're sending the right message from a brand standpoint too. You know, we were talking earlier, even the logos, where the logos are going to be on, on courts and fields and different things like that, that could be modified a little bit, not dramatically, but it's, you know, trying to find the best spot for that so that we can brand it. When, you know, when you're going into this process and obviously – you know, you're privy to a lot of information and, and stuff like that, but you have to be careful about what you say. Um, just from a staffing standpoint, you know, how involved are the coaches in these discussions? You know, how much are, are you letting them know and kind of keeping them up? Because I know the coaches are out, they're recruiting, and they're, you know, they get asked while they're on the recruiting trail, what's going to be happening here? What is this going to look like? So how much information are you able to share in this process, and how's that kind of working? Well, it's interesting because I was talking to Jason Hooten earlier, and we're talking about different things that that come up with the conference so that we're able they are able to use it in recruiting. Same thing with Brant Kiesnick. I saw him in the LSC earlier this morning and with recruits and, and, and talking about those things. I'm sharing as much as I can uh, with that uh so that we can keep ahead of the game in, in that recruiting process. And even with facilities and other things that are going on and all that, trying to share that as much as possible, even like with these podcasts, to keep that moving forward so that uh, we're aware and creating that, that energy that we need and, and, and just uh, how, we're, how we're transitioning. I know we're talking a lot of Conference USA. I do want to touch on some WAC stuff Um and mainly the basketball tournament. You know, I, I think, that, you know, the WAC made a big splash when they announced this power ranking formula for their for their seedings. And I think a lot of people weren't sure how that was going to work out. But, um, you know, I think we're seeing it firsthand from, from, from the men's standpoint, certainly, and even the women with their win against TCU. But how your non-conference means something from that standpoint. And so I know there was probably some mixed reaction to it. Just kind of now that we're – almost a month away from the conference tournament, just kind of what's the feel, what's the conversation been like about how that's working out? I think it's positive. Everybody, it depends on where you're at. I mean, it benefits us when you when you have those and you're rewarded for, uh, you know, the, the non-conference wins and that type of thing, and also the road wins. That plays a big role in it too as well. And you're seeing it in other sports, baseball, softball, and that, that aspect too. And so I, I think it was pretty – pretty uh innovative from that standpoint to do that i'm glad it's benefiting us from 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 that that viewpoint but uh, i think it's viewed as positive we've had we were on a whack call the other day about some of that and uh it seemed to be very well there's still the competitive balance somebody's you know fourth or fifth right now so they're they're not they don't like it because they're fifth and those type of things but i think as a whole it's been well received well, I mean, we're not that far away from, you know, the, in the it's hard to believe that the end of the basketball season is just right around the corners. We're counting down the days uh, to be in out in Vegas again. And, uh, you know, once again, though, it's about positioning yourself and putting yourself in the best chance to have a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. And um, I, I think this value, you know, the, what they're doing puts value on the entire body of work for your whole season and maybe not necessarily just – 
what you did in a conference schedule. You know, it was all positive when we had those two good wins, Oklahoma and Utah, and, you know, we were those top 25 mid-major and all those different things. Those are great to get your program out from that standpoint. But a lot of, a lot of still comes down in just about every one of our sports is it comes down to that conference tournament and how you play to get that opportunity to get that AQ, and, and, and that's still a big important part of it. You know, all the success you have in non-conference and other things and road wins, that helps you in seeding. But ultimately, we still have a chance to win and, and get in the tournament. That, that's a big part of it. And I think that's, that, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, for especially in basketball, um, you know, from, from our standpoint and from, you know, whether it was the Southland or the WAC, those non-conference wins really on the whole didn't do a whole lot for you because, you know, we're not playing for an at-large. You know, a great um, non-conference victory schedule for some of the Power Fives, that impacts their seeding in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's not really affecting us just a whole lot. So now those games actually have some real practical value mm -hmm. for this team in terms of, positioning yourself maybe a little bit better to get into the NCAA tournament because that's ultimately what it comes down to for us is it's that conference tournament. Yep. And if you can schedule better in your non-conference and win some of those games in the non-conference, then that does impact your potential for making the NCAA postseason. Well, it takes the bottom of the leagues, whatever it is, you see it in the Power Five leagues, it, it makes them better. It, it takes, it, even if you're, down at that bottom half of the the conference, it makes your value better because of what's happening in those non-conference areas. I think you've seen that with the WAC, too, with some of the, the wins that have happened. Uh, it just makes us so that when you go and play a team at, at the bottom of your conference, you're not dropping dramatically as much. And, and, and that's the way it's set up for those Power 5 conferences to keep it where they're at. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of where we are on that kind of stuff. Um, conferences are wrapping up baseball softball getting started the spring is getting going so it's really it's going to be a a hectic stretch here and we're we're looking forward to see how a lot of this plays out so we're going to take a break when we come back we'll talk about some other kind of items going on around the department right now and some other points of interest here on bsn extra individual game tickets are on sale now for the bearcat baseball and softball seasons be part of the action and join us at the Don and the Bearcat Softball Complex as the Cats go for a title in their final season of the WAC. The baseball home slate will have 27 games on it while softball will play 23 games at home. Don't miss out on supporting your Bearcats. Get your seats at GoBearcats.com or call us at 936-294-1729. Eat them up, Cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, and I'm joined by Bobby Williams. And, uh, you know, talk about a couple of other things going on around the department. And I know one of the things that uh, that you've been big on is kind of a change as we've developed policy and stuff like that. But it's uh, the involvement of the SAC, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and, you know, what they have a say in. It's obviously it's a group that was organized by the NCAA years ago to get student athletes a, a, a bigger voice. And, you know, it's something that we've been really big on and stuff like that. And it's something that, you know, as a department starting to take even bigger steps in that area, what can you kind of tell us about 
you know, what it's looking like for the future of the, the SAC. You know, when we implemented that vision back in the mid-90s, I think I was assistant AD, and then, and then uh, when I became athletic director, Chris Thompson has just taken it to another level and working with our leadership with our each one of our sports and student-athletes that represent each sport uh, coming together collectively and also representing at the conference and national level too as well. And so it, it's been a very valid, valuable uh, opportunity for us as administrators, as a department, to have that voice with student athletes. And they've played a major role in a lot of that. I think what's really changing, what I'm excited about, is some of the really detailed decisions that are coming into play that we're bringing them in on. Uh, in the past, it was it was more about the the uh, you know how we're how we're working with the community, working different things like that, leadership. Uh, trying to deal with the issues that, that teams have and, and just educating and, and, and uh, you know, communicating with them. That was a big part of that. Now uh, I'm trying to get it to the point where I felt like that when I come and talk to them, it's almost like because of my position, uh, I'm trying to direct them where they should go. And that's the thing I've always tried to avoid. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, just because I may have an opinion or I'm bringing an item to them, I want them to feel that this is their decision. This is a big part of their their input is extremely important on the decisions I have to make, uh, and we have to make as a department and a university. So that's really coming into play. We had a meeting. Well, we had two meetings really. We had the AD cookie jar where they all come in and they it's kind of Chris does a real nice thing with the cookie jar and they put their questions in there and I mean everything's open. Everything is open. They ask me personal questions, and I, I would say probably ninety-five percent of the questions I've been I've answered. Uh, sometimes I've taken the fifth in some aspects, but but uh, it's that very much in, in in exchange of ideas, and I'm very open with them. Uh, I want them to know that, and uh, because it helps with that communication and and attitude and in the culture that we've built in our department with our student athletes and coaches and staff. It is extremely important. So we, we had that, and that's all, it was one of my fun times I, I get to do. We about an hour and a half. Usually it's set for an hour, but it goes for an hour and a half, two hours sometimes. And some of them have to come and go because of practice or class, but we, we get a good exchange of ideas. And it gives me a feel of where we are as a department and, and environment, especially with this transfer portal. I'm very, very protective of the type of, of environment that we have for student-athletes that have been so positive for the last 25 years. And – I want that to continue. So that's why this is important to do that. Then we had our athletic council meeting where our SAC comes in and they run the meeting with the athletic council. I make a, I make a speech and talk about the update and that type of thing, Chris. But that, the student athletes are one. They talk about issues that are coming up, whether it be on campus, the NCAA conference, or, or just their sports. And it's another open opportunity, too, because I want those faculty members that are on athletic council because of the input that they have and how they can also see that uh, very transparent to, to move forward. But the other thing that we've done is, is in meeting with SAC, some of the decisions that are coming in play, I want to know about their experience for Transfer Portal. I want to know understand about NIL. I want, you know, we get so many contacts from people about wanting to get with our student athletes, even if it's just job related. Uh, and I want them to make those decisions. And I want to make sure that we're presenting that to them so that they have that input. And uh, we've had that in the fall a couple of times. We've, I've gone to them about some ideas. 
and uh, opened up front, and, and basically they said they didn't want to do it. I said, fine, that's good. That's what we want to do. And then others, they, they want to. And so those are the type of the exchange that we're really working on uh, to expanding even more. And I think that's really critical in, in, our, in our format now with the NCAA and what's happening on in, in higher education and college athletics. You know, when you talk about, you know, involving the, the student athletes in the decision-making process, you know, when it, when it comes to the transfer portal, when it comes to NIL, what sort of say can they have in that in terms of whether it's policy or regulations or rules and stuff like that? Where, you know, I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that as, as I've seen kind of some of the national coverage of this, I think a lot of things were put into place in the best interest of the student athlete that may not have actually been discussed with the student athlete. And so, you know, from our standpoint, from a local side of things, when you talk about involving the athletes in that decision-making process, what are some of the things that they can be involved in, that they can have a say in? Well, a big part of it, it was a year ago when all that was going on, we we were not overreacting to policy or, or, or trying to uh, create items that, that sent us in a direction we didn't want to go. And I had communication with our SAC and said, basically, I want to hear from you, what you're dealing with it. We've got to work together because it's ever-changing, uh, changing weekly and different things like that and all the things that were going on. And we had uh, companies and groups and organizations that were trying to get out in front of a lot of this that wanted to represent athletes, wanted to work how we can do that within the NCAA rules, uh, the collectives and all those, those type of things. And basically I was taking it to the student athletes and saying, hey, this is what they're looking – they want to contact you, they want to work with you. How would you like to handle this and get their input? And that was one of the things we said. There was an organization that came in. They said, no, that's not what we want to do as, as athletes. And then trying to help them and educate them on opportunities that they have. Uh, and also try to protect them in, in, in many ways as we can so that they don't get uh, some type of group that, that's coming in and taking advantage of student athletes. And I think, you know, that, that kind of transitions to the next point there. You know, you talk about, initially all the groups everybody that was trying to get involved whether it was nil lawyers nil representatives in groups to help student athletes and it was a lot of national entities that know nothing about sam houston that know nothing about the situation here you know what our student athletes are like what our student athlete needs are what our fan base is like what our alumni base is like so you had a lot of national people who were coming in wanting to make decisions and make things for our athletes without really knowing our athletes. Well, there is a group now that does know the setup here and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so, you know, with the announcement of Cat Fund recently and, um, you know, what they're doing, what can you share about, you know, Cat Fund and what their involvement is and kind of the role that, that as a department we do play and will play in the future with them? Well, it's interesting because, you know, when it gave me an opportunity with some of those other groups that uh, I was able to – put it in the student-athlete's hands, and go with their recommendation. So that built a trust. That built a communication with them so that as we move forward in certain organizations that I didn't want them, like I said, perceive that I was saying, we need to do this or you need to do that. Okay, I wanted, I wanted them to have that input, and it was able. we were able to do that. So now moving forward, we've built that, that credibility with each other so that when we can have these organizations come in and contact them, that, that we're making decisions collectively and, and, and 
in the best interest of them and the university and the department too, and to stay within NCA rules. So with with the cat fan cat fund, so it was really a, a positive situation because I knew several of the individuals and. And I think their their heart is in the right direction. They're Bearcats. They want to do some things like that. And the key thing was they wanted to make sure that we were following NCA rules, uh, that they were doing it the right way, and that they wanted to help student athletes and, and create an environment that is positive. And I think the discussion so far with with our coaches, with uh, me, with others, um, trying to to work with them on that has been very positive. Saw a couple last night at the basketball game and, and had some conversations from there. And there are open and honest discussions about, you know, not duplicating efforts in a lot of ways, how we can stay involved with each other and, and build this the right way in a positive way. And, and so far, so good. I, I'm really optimistic that we're heading in that direction. It's still in the early phases. And I know, but I think the, I think the individuals that are, are there are trying to do it the right way, and I'm excited about that. And if it can benefit our student-athletes, that's going to benefit our university and our program and be a positive uh, a way of doing this. The, the main intent behind the NIL, I think, is the key thing, is you know some of these others that it's becoming a recruiting advantage, and you're seeing some of the national things from there, uh, and it, it, it's changed from what it was originally put out for. Is it really helping – majority of the student athletes and that's what I want to see whenever we're involved in something like that and I want the student athletes to play a major role in that because I don't I want to do whatever I can to protect them from not the things that 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 go bad and so that that's the whole focus and I feel good about where we're at at this point in time and I'm glad we took our time I remember I said that back in, in in the summer that wanted to take our time and see what it was and do it the right way and that's the way we've always approached things in this department. You know, I think one of the key things, too, that you pointed out is, you know, when, when working with these groups and working with Cat Fund is making sure we're not duplicating the efforts. And, you know, and that is tricky for, for a department of us that, that does rely on outside resources to help fund some things is to make sure that we're not pulling money away from, you know, where we're already dipping into and, and you know, some of the resources that we've got and be able to continue to raise money to fund the things that we need to into the department but also make sure that Cat Fund is also, you know, targeting areas and that they're getting what they need. That's an interesting balance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. And we've got to work together on this. And, and you know, and we've got the, uh, the NCAA bylaws and different things and what you can and can't do. But everybody's trying to figure that out, too. But the communication has to be extremely open and transparent. And, and it has been so far. Uh, it, it's an example because with our transition – with the, some of the facilities we're trying to get built, increasing ticket sales, donations, and things like that, and everybody has a choice of where they can give their money. Some people are going to, you know, they have a just a one particular item they're going to go. Say it's a hundred bucks. Well, they can divide it up several different ways, but that's going to take away from one area if we don't watch out. So, and we want to expand new people uh, in every phase, whether it's. NIL, whether it's uh, you know the ticket sales aspect, we've got to we've got to expand from our current base and get new people more involved. And that's the thing I told Cat Fund is I'd like to see us get get individuals who haven't been normally uh, supporting us. Yeah, we can't forget the giving to Bearcat Sports Network either. Of that's course, a, we need to make sure that 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 is not neglected as well. So quality over quantity, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Well, Bobby, appreciate you joining us. I know it's busy. I know you got other stuff you've got to go run to, and uh, you know we're getting ready for baseball 
this weekend as well. So uh, appreciate appreciate you joining us yep. and. Um, you know, let's do this again. Let's. We need to talk some facilities coming up, and you know, some of the other things as well. I know there's already people asking. You know, they they need more facility updates. <laughs> so we uh, let's work on some stuff that we can that we can put out there soon. Well, well, I will say this too. I've I've met with several donors and and, and updating them on some things, and it, some of the feedback we're getting on our tour from from uh, developing the facilities have been extremely positive. And uh, and uh, as we move forward, we'll be able to share more as we go. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, maybe not the next time, but certainly soon in the future, we'll, uh, we'll get a facility update here. So, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of BSN Extra. Uh, we'll be back next time. Talk a little bit more about what's going on with Sam Houston athletics and the transition to conference USA. This week's episode is recorded in the all-new studios in the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.